You keep giving that away, and I don't think we're going to give that away. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> well, then you have an awful lot of editing to do. I know. Hello, and welcome to the premiere episode of the Untold Horrors podcast, the show where two horror-loving film nerds mine the depths of Tubi to unearth hidden treasures. Our goal is to help you discover great films you never knew existed. Now, before we get started, I'm Stephanie, and I'm going to be one of your tour guides for this expedition. I'm joined by my fellow intrepid explorer, Jamie. Say hi to the folks, Jamie. Hello, folks. I'm Jamie. Now, before we jump into it, we're going to tell you a little bit about how we are going to be choosing the films for our discussion each week. So to find our buried treasure, we're going to take turns picking a theme or subgenre of film. Then each of us is going to search Tubi to find three intriguing looking films that we've never seen or heard of. I picked three films for Jamie, giving him nothing but the poster and a brief synopsis. He does the same for me, and then each of us picks one film from those three to discuss. They won't all be gems. Many will not be. But hopefully we're going to find some gold along the way. Now for our debut episode, it was my pick for the theme, and I chose found footage. Because I know how much Jamie loves those kind of films, and I thought it'd be a fun way to kick things off. I let Jamie pick between 1997's comedy horror film Strawberry Estates, 2000's horror drama Blackwood Evil, and 2022's VHS series-inspired micro-budget horror anthology VHS Violence Bootlegged. He picked VHS Violence. Yes. Yes, so I'm going to tell you a little bit about the film, and then we're just going to get into it and talk about our thoughts and feelings on this film. So this is an anthology film, like I mentioned, that consists of four segments. The segments are referred to as tapes. It was directed by Destiny Soria for tape one, and she also starred in her segment. Sam Mason Bell for tape two, Derek Hill for tape three, and Janet Lopez and Dustin Ferguson for tape four. Ferguson also directed the wraparound segments, and each of the directors also wrote their respective segments. It runs a lean hour and 10 minutes, and there's no real unifying theme other than horrible events caught on tape, which are being watched and enjoyed by what looks like a guy wearing a devil mask. So before we get into our discussion of this film, Jamie, um, I gave you three options. Why don't you tell me what made you pick VHS Violets? Like three of my very favorite words, well, three letters and two words are uh, VHS violence bootlegged. So I thought, okay, this is up my sleeve. So you were excited to watch this film. You were intrigued by um, the idea of uh, a VHS anthology style horror film. So I guess uh, now that we've seen it based on very little information, let's talk about whether it delivered the goods and whether it met our expectations. Um, um, I did think so when it started. Um, I did think there was a dope little credit sequence. I was like, all right. Um, you know, it was really simple, but it had some cool music. Mm-hmm. Um, I do sort of like the the gimmicky VHS vibe, um, you know, where it does look real grainy and it's um, yeah. got the tracking and stuff. And I Because it's, you know, it feels nostalgic and I, and I sort of enjoy that. They went um, wild 
with well, video effects. <laughs> Wild. I think, I think we're going to talk about that as we get into each of these segments, because I definitely think I definitely think there was a flaw in this film. I think it's one thing to be like, have a little bit of it to give it a little bit yeah. of style. But if you crank it up to an 11, it becomes nigh unwatchable. And I think this yeah. film definitely suffered from that. It was way, way too much, yeah. um, you know, affectation that was unnecessary. So we started I mean, it, the segment. Oh, good. Sorry. It it dropped out of color. It, it would wash into all green and all blue sometimes. I believe one of the one of the tapes even had like the entire upper half of the screen uh, screwed up with uh, bad tracking, like the whole thing. Yeah, I definitely have in my notes that it was disorienting. It was very hard to watch. And it was hard to watch just from a like visual standpoint. Like it's really hard. Uh, you know, like I said, if it's, if it's a little bit or if you, even if it's like kind of at the beginning and then it, you know, fades out and then it becomes a little bit more watchable. Um, this was just so much the whole time that it was like headache inducing for me. I had a yeah. hard time focusing on the content. Yeah. Um, so we start with the segment one is uh, a girl. She starts, it's a girl that starts off in a bathroom and she's on it going on a trip to Vegas. She's filming in this restroom and she's talking about how creepy it is. Um, and then we sort of, and this is something that really bothered me. Okay. So. Okay. The conceit of this film is found footage, right? Which is obviously like somebody has got a tape and everything you see is something somebody videotaped. And that videotape was found after their demise. Um, and that's sort of the premise for like every found footage film you see. And so she starts in the bathroom and then she's like in a pool and then she's sightseeing. And then she's like, I think like at a bar, then she's back in the pool. And it's these quick cuts that go back and forth between these scenes of her in different locations and the only way for that have to been achieved is if somebody edited it that way yeah. which makes 0.0, .0 sense for the um conceit of the film and that bothered me because first of all it's pointless it doesn't add anything there's really no it, it i don't understand why they made that choice and it those kind of things found footage this is why i struggle with it because i do like a really good found footage film but it's very very hard to get right and it's like, I think a lot of people do it because it's, they think it's cheap and easy. But to really do a good found footage where yeah. you're really thoughtful about why is somebody got a video camera and why does the camera keep rolling when shit hits the fan and how to make sure that you're getting the right shots, but that they seem believable. Um, that's not easy to do. And if as soon as you stop doing it, I immediately get taken out of it. And then I'm like, well, why the don't do found footage then? There's no point. Don't try to yeah. pretend it's found footage if you're not going to honor that conceit. So. I'm annoyed in the beginning of this. They all kind of left me a little bit empty. I'm not saying they're bad, but just one of the things with, with found footage is uh, immersion and um, empathy. Like, what would I do? Wow. It really feels like this is happening to me, you know? And I was distracted by that because I was constantly thinking that's not how I would react. That's not, you know, you know, that, that would, doesn't feel, I don't know, like me. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I know yeah. it's about different characters and it's about, you know, their traumas and their adventures in the horror sphere, but 
I couldn't connect. Uh, okay, so the first one, I think we both agree, like, didn't really land with us. It was kind of underwhelming. Is that It was accurate? a meh. Okay. So then we get to the second tape, which is a guy who is, like, backpacking across Europe kind of thing, and he's um, filming his adventures. Mm-hmm. And I actually felt like, for me, well, I have some things to say about it, but I think overall, for me, this is probably the strongest what segment in the bunch. Mm-hmm. And I thought... And I, I don't want to give away the ending, but I think this one has a pretty a pretty good ending. Um, <laughs> I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, but one thing, and this is just, I'm going to be a little bit of a broken record. This pissed me off, though, because it they stated very uh, clearly that this is basically shot on an iPhone. But they still put all that fucking VHS filter on top of the whole thing. I didn't think of that. Wow. It annoyed the shit out of me. I was like, what are you, why? What are you doing? And that, that really upset me. And to where, to the point of like, because that's such a, that's such a simple thing to get right. And a necessary thing to fuck up, you know? Yeah. You could even see him in the shadows holding uh, a a cell phone, a smartphone. Yeah. It's very like, they, they are very overt about the fact that not only because of the way it looks to makes it obvious, but they're overt that it is an iPhone. So, and also the VHS filter is horrible and distracting and mm. you've got a really nice location. You could have some like really good shots and you're, you're setting up the um, conceit that he's shooting this on an iPhone so it can look good. And they made it purposely look like shit for no reason and then took me out of the story, which is upsetting because there's some good stuff happening here, but that was really annoying to me. I agree. Thoughts? I didn't even Anything I didn't even add? look at that, but um, that was actually. Um, well, at that point in the movie, that was my favorite one. I I liked how it ended. It was. He uh, the that actor is, is is a hell of a screamer, first of all. Um, his 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 cries of of distress were very convincing. Some people, eh, um. But that was pretty good, and I put on the su- not uh, yeah the subtitles, and I don't want to get too detailed here. But when he encounters his 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 people, and they start doing their thing, um, the uh, the subtitles they were singing in some. T- like chant or something and they were all singing feed the crops feed the harvests lord bring the harvest and without the subtitles i didn't understand what they were saying but hearing that knowing what they were saying makes the whole things like perfect and there's a supporting actress she really uh threw me off because she was really uh nice and friendly and homey and comforting and it, it she was good at it like the yeah. actress was good at it. And that got me hook, line and sinker The actress, as it did him. Yeah. The actress who plays the girl who kind of lures him to his doom. Yeah. Um, she is by far, hands down, the very best part of this entire movie. Uh-huh. And she's yeah. in it for maybe a minute. Like she's barely mm-hmm. in it, which is upsetting. But I would watch a whole movie where she was the star. Um like a v, like you know, VHS had uh, the siren spinoff. I would watch yeah. a spinoff of just her because she's fucking amazing. 
that leads us to the third segment. Yes. Which is a group of young people who, uh, I think it's Halloween, and they are um, sneaking into this, like, abandoned farm, and they, uh, apparently, like, it's been abandoned for a while. They sneak into this, uh, like, camper, and they're having, like, a little party. They're, you know, drinking and smoking and just hanging out and having a good time. And then... um, the owner comes back and he mm-hmm. is a, you know, psychopathic killer. That's basically mm-hmm. the gist of it. And so he's, he, you know, surprises them and stalks them and, you know, bad things transpire. Um, This is another one that I wanted to like. I think it mm-hmm. had some charm to it. Um, You know, I think the idea was good. I think this one for me was the hardest one visually to watch. Uh, the way it was shot, it was very yeah. aesthetically difficult to watch. Um, it really, it literally gave me a headache. And in and, and this, you know, we talk about things that take me out of found footage that that bother me. So that they did the thing here that really took me out of it. Where as it gets to the end and shit is hitting the fan, there. Why the fuck are they still filming? There is no. In no universe would you still be filming if a serial killer yeah. madman was chasing you down and trying to kill you and was killing your friends. The The filming aspect would have got out the window and they didn't kind of try to make up for that. And it bothered me. And what was the range of reaction when the truck? Because they were they were in. Should, could we say what they were hiding in where they were? Yeah, they were in a trailer. For some yeah. reason, they thought it was cool. To, to drink in an abandoned trailer. I guess it I could think be, I would think that was cool if I was young and stupid. Yeah, I would be like, but that's I mean, they, fun. They traced through this really huge cemetery to get there, though. Yeah, that's cool, too, I think. I mean, Halloween, yeah. and it's kind of creepy, and I don't know. I, I The story, I think the the idea of this is is great like i was i would yeah. be bought into the idea i don't that's not the part where i was like well this is stupid it's like i didn't find it stupid until like the end where i'm like it's the found footage aspect that threw me off because it didn't make sense and it didn't work in this context i try not to be bothered by the logic of the victims but this this particular uh video uh did bother me now when that truck pulled up to the, I mean, it it had its headlights on, it pulled right up to the trailer. And while he was, while the truck was there, they got panicky and shut shut off all their flashlights and blew out the candles and blew out the pumpkin. And, but didn't he like, don't, don't you think he saw them already? And then rather than try to leave or sneak out or something, they just like, crouch down and watch him get out of the truck and do his thing just through uh shades like just plain old well, shades that are that let all the light in he if you can't see those kids in that trailer from where he was then uh, wow well let me say a couple things to that one they're in this little tiny trailer. I don't, and there's really nowhere to go. There's not like, it's not like a house where there's multiple exits and you can kind of sneak out. It's like, if you're going to go out, he's going to see, you really don't have a choice. I think at that point, second, in the beginning, 
they were they didn't know he was a crazy killer. Like they obviously were like, oh shit, the guy who owns this place is home and we're not supposed to be here. We're gonna get in trouble. But their immediate first thought isn't like, oh, we're gonna get butchered by this guy. And then third, I can make a lot of excuses for dumb kids. Cause kids, <laughs> I don't, I mean, I'm sorry, kid, every one of us. We were all kids. We were yeah. all fucking dumb. Like yeah. your brain's not developed. You make bad choices, especially when you're with friends and especially when you're drinking and doing drugs. You're not thinking clearly. So that shit, I, I, that doesn't ever bother me. I make a lot of allowances for that because I don't think that's unrealistic for dumb kids to do dumb things. That just happens. Um, like I said, I think a lot of this, a lot of the beats work, you know, it's just when it all gets put together, it doesn't work because a lot of it is just like the production choices. And I think their, their kind of desire to like, oh, we're going to make this really cool VHS style found footage, but not really thinking about how to use found footage in a clever, smart way. Or you know, there was really no why for it other than this shit is cool right now and it's popular. So let's do something like this. And that felt a little lazy to me. Yeah. Don't think it's like absolute garbage, but I just think it kind of failed in a lot of fundamental ways for me. Me too. I, I liked, uh, I liked the, the beating the killer gave to that body though. That was pretty yeah. interesting. There was some, <laughs> I wanted like, to, I really wanted to like that segment. I really did. He like stopped and paused. It was like, Hmm. And then he went to the other side. It was just a, a neat little character tick that was funny. Yeah. And so then the like the final segment <laughs> is probably the one that I think is going to piss off the most people. Hmm. Because it's literally about 10 minutes of black screen. Where you, I mean, there's, you do not yeah. see anything. All you do is hear and you, and even the, the audio aspect isn't that interesting. It's really just a girl kind of being like, she's kind of praying and she's like, well, what's, and she's sort of whispering. And, um, basically it's this girl that's been trapped in the back of the truck, a truck. Um, she doesn't know how she got there and she's trying to kind of figure out what's going on. And then I just, like the ending is so like anticlimactic. It's like they could have been mm. cool, but it's just like, and and for it to be like the final segment, you're just like the fuck. Like maybe that should have been the first one. I don't know. Like it was a bold choice to not have any visuals for that long, and then it was just like okay, like it really fell flat for me. I don't know about you. I was once again hoping for a, a good, you know. Goodfellas kind of scenario when they had a, a guy in a trunk, but uh, no, we didn't. I didn't get that. So, uh, uh yeah. Well, a lot guess, of them, all okay. of them were meh, but the second one was a hmm. Okay, I was glad it was short. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. I guess let's. That would bring us to sort of the way that we're going to wrap each of these discussions is mm -hmm. after we talk about a film for a little bit, we're going to make an assessment and we're going to say whether we think that this is a hidden film worth unearthing or if it's better to leave this one buried. And so uh, I'll go first if you want me to. I wrote down in my notes that there is zero reason for any of that to be found footage. Uh, not in, in not one case did they use that conceit uh, well or in a way that really like warranted it. 
Um, also, it's not VHS. And I hated <laughs> the idea of them trying to force it like, oh, this is VHS when it was clearly not in any case. Um, it, because of, I think, some of the technical flaws, like, I just I, I didn't enjoy watching. It was really kind of painful to watch. And then the stories weren't captivating enough to make up for that. So for me, um, this was a big miss for me. What about you? I I agree. Um, it ta I take into consideration that Tubi is free, so these are basically just time time wasters, time consumers. Um, I would love to say that the second one saved it, but it didn't. And once again, you can do so much with a found footage movie. As is the next, the next one, I think will uh, prove that. But anyway, you can yeah. do so much. I mean, the sky's the limit, and it could have been spectacular, but it wasn't. And I think the time for dull, unspectacular horror movies is coming to an end. Yeah, and I, I would like to say that I, like there. Obviously, there is a lot of stuff on Tubi that's not great. There's a lot of stuff on Tubi that's really great. And I think that's why we're not doing this podcast so that we can hate on shitty stuff. We're doing no. it to find films that are actually good because I, I would argue, yeah, I mean, free is great. But for me personally, like time is my most precious commodity and I don't yeah. like wasting it. So and yeah. I don't want other people to waste it. I want to find the shit that is worth your time, not just to waste your time. Yeah. Um, so I that agree. brings us to our second films. I chose Bad Building, Our Trip to Barry Brook, and I don't know if it, it's spelled X-I-I-I. -I -I, so I don't know if you want to call it 13, 13 or X3I or whatever. Those are the three that I picked for you. You, you picked Our Trip to Barry Brook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Correct? Okay. Um, this one to me, our trip to Barry Brook felt like it was going to be more of a film. Like it was going to be a real yeah. film. Um, it is also 2022. Um, so I was like, all right, it looks like it potentially, and obviously we do this without, without trailers, without anything, but it, it my gut told me there was going to be some production value and that it was going to be an actual story and that it might be kind of investing. And that's really what I was like, especially given that you picked, the one you picked before, which is anthology, low budget. And I figured that was going to be kind of maybe not that narratively satisfying. And this one, I wanted something that was maybe a little bit more narratively satisfying. And it, it mentioned Bigfoot and I love Bigfoot. So and I love things that are shot like in a park with nature setting a lot. So I thought this one had potential. Um, our trip to Barry Brook was made in 2018. And involves three comedic bloggers uh, headed out into an Australian national forest searching for a Bigfoot-like creature and disappeared. Meaning the, the three vloggers disappeared. So these three vloggers enter the woods in Australia. They make a real habit of letting you know that it's Australia. Um which is good. You need to know that <laughs> for the ending. Um, and I liked how they weren't stereotypical found footage wise asses. There wasn't a jerk 
They were all kind of on the same level. Uh, there wasn't a lot of fighting. There was a little, you know, uh, what did you do that for? Like that kind of thing. But there wasn't like the extreme level of nuclear confrontation that's in most found footage movies, like Blair Witch, for example. I love Blair Witch, but they just get... Phew. And that can ruin a found footage movie because it can make it toxic and it can make it like... It can be causing an emotional kind of tension that should be reserved for the movie. Anyway, I think they did really well with that. Uh, it just, it flowed well. It made a lot of sense. I enjoyed it. I wasn't blown away by it. The, the forest photography was great. Uh, that really impressed me. Uh, the way they treated the creature. Now, they didn't show the creature at all throughout 99% of the movie. And sometimes that works and sometimes it does. It worked, it worked in this case because the sounds, the growls and everything that the creature was making were really chilling, I thought. And there are times in the movie when it was like right on top of them. Uh, I don't know how they escaped it, but, but there were times when it was like right there. It, it reminded me a little bit of Wolf uh, Willow Creek. Mm -hmm. um, that's actually like galaxies better than uh, Barry Brook, just as an aside. What, what do you think? Let's, I, want, I want to hear what you thought. Yeah, so, so right off the bat, I, I was very happy with the way it looked. Um, yes. It's got some really good production values. Um, the acting was strong, believable, felt the uh, interplay between them felt authentic. Very I, authentic. I enjoyed, so I have a love-hate relationship with this. And in in the beginning of it, in like kind of day one and their adventures, it's basically they've had time to edit it, right? So they've edited it like they're going to post it on their YouTube channel. So they have all these like silly sound effects and pop-up text and yeah. visuals and stuff. And they kind of like do these things where they're like freeze frame and, you know, zoom in and stuff. And that all felt very real. And I thought at first I was like, this is actually really clever because it really does feel like the shit that you would see on YouTube. At the same time, I was like, if they keep doing this for much longer, I'm going to kill myself because it got it old so fast. And I wrote down in my notes, I was like, if this show was on YouTube, I would never fucking watch it. It would make me insane. Um, but I think that was the point. The point is that it's not like, it's one of those really cheesy, uh, you know, really grating kind of YouTube channels. Yeah. Um, thankfully, when they got to, by the time they got to day two, it's like, okay, they they haven't edited the footage yet. So they stopped doing that shit, which I was like, thank God, because literally if they would have kept doing that, I'd have been like, uh, this is a an absolute monstrosity. I thought there was a lot of really, you know, good naturalistic dialogue. Mm -hmm. um, and this is one of those films, and I think this is the case for a lot of found footage movies. Not much happens for a really long time. So if you aren't sort of invested in the characters and they don't make that interesting, then the film is really going to suffer because there's not a whole lot of creature action. And 99.9% no. uh, .9 of the cre air quotes creature action is implied, as Jamie mentioned. Yeah. You're not seeing anything. You're just sort of seeing 
reactions. Um, so it's very, it's very Blair Witch in that, you know, basically your fear is supposed to come from the fear of the characters. But I did think there was, it's really funny. There's one character that's talking about how everything in Australia is trying to kill you. And the yes. other, the main guy is like, that's a total myth. That's bullshit. Like, that's just a meme. And he's like, no, haven't you ever heard of the emu war? The great emu war. <laughs> the and emu he's war, like, yeah. are you fucking and he, he starts talking about like, he's like, what about kangaroos? Kangaroos are adorable. And he's like, no, kangaroos will claw your intestines and eat them right in front of you. Mm -hmm. And then he says, um, what about koalas? Koalas are so cute. He's like, koalas will rip your head clean off. And then he keeps saying, he keeps repeating, look it up, dude. You got to look shit up. Like you got to be informed. So the nerd that I am, I went and looked this shit up and it's all fucking true. And there really was a great emu war and I had no idea. And it was, wow. it, it'll blow your mind. So guys, I need you. I'm not, I wrote, I wrote down what I found, but I'm not going to like take the time to read it. But you guys got to go look up the great emu war because the guy's basically talking about this shit and it sounds like the most outlandish stuff you've ever heard. And it's completely factual, factually based. And I thought that's kind of cool. And I appreciated that quite a bit. Of, it like, had an interesting mini, mini message, I think, uh, when the girl um, was leaning against the tree and she was saying, you know, nature isn't this haven of peace that I thought it was. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a place of the unknown and of nightmares and of relentless hunger. And she didn't deliver that speech too well. She, the acting was kind of iffy, but I kind of focused on the words. And do you think that she was sort of Plus, um, what the other friend was talking about with the emu uh, battle and his little diatribe. Do you think that they were trying to communicate a message of like, respect nature, respect the earth? Yeah, I think there's a little bit Do of that. You know? I mean, because basically her speech is like, you know, she's like, nature's evil. And she's like, no, it's not that like nature like hates us. It's yeah. that, it's like nature doesn't give a shit about us. Like you are insignificant yeah. in the face of nature. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's fine. It's like the universe. Yeah. The universe doesn't give a shit about you. And that's the scariest part is that you're and, completely expendable. Like you don't matter. And she says that, too. She says this is it's the the, the forest is worse than evil. It doesn't care. It doesn't care. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and it has to do with like the ego of man. And we think we're like the center of the universe and we think we're the most important, you know, thing in the world. And we're not. We're just like specks of dust that don't matter. What do you think the uh, the little scene where they're uh, walking on a on a trail and they see a guy or a person, a human being of some kind way off in the distance? That's just staring at them and they're like, hey. Hello, we're hikers. And this person doesn't say anything. They just sort of stare at them and laugh and go, oh, okay, have a good day. And they walk away and nothing ever happens. It's not the creature. Yeah. There's a lot of shit that did not make very much sense to me. Mm -hmm. So it was about 30 minutes in before you get the first hint of a creature and that's really yeah. just like a growl um and then they find a paw print that they can't explain and you know they're kind of convinced that it is this like cre mythical creature that they're looking for this like bigfoot-esque thing um at least one of the guys is convinced the others are like mm, i think it's just an animal print you're kind of reaching um but then at this point they lose the trail 
they're lost in the woods. They can't. And it sort of becomes supernatural at that point because, right, it's like all the trails have disappeared. Yeah. And then that's when they see like the strange guy. And you don't really know what's going on, but like something, it's like, it's kind of like something's fucking with them and trying to keep them in the forest. And they sort of hint at that with like the other people that have gotten lost. It's like you, and that's why people just are disappearing and they're never to be found. It's like, it's not just a creature. It's like, there's something kind of supernatural happening in this forest, which is what I got from it. But you get the whole thing of like, they're trapped at camp overnight. Something's stalking them. Um, They can't find their way out. And then they do this thing where they think they find a way out and they like, see like lights or people and they head towards it and then they end up back at their campsite and so they're in this sort of like infinite loop and they can't get out um which is interesting but it's like been done and so it feels very like okay i've seen this like i know exactly where this is headed but uh to that's sort of my long-winded way of saying that i felt like there was some sort of supernatural thing at play that was trying to keep them in the forest and fuck with them which is what I got from the guy. I mean, it's not ever explained. A lot of this is you kind of have to just interpret it, but that's what I got out of it. I, I, there were, there were just, there were a lot of puzzle pieces. There were a lot of puzzle pieces and they all fit together, but it was all part of a different picture. It, um, it looked, I'll say this, it looked good and it was, the performances were good. Um, and there was some interesting stuff, but the story felt really underwritten and it sort of, um, there's a lot of plausibility holes in it. And this is the, I hate talking about this with found footage, but I feel like it's like the thing that keeps coming up. They do this thing again that takes me out of the movie because they're doing a pretty good job up until this point, but there is a point where they get separated. There's first, there's a point where one guy goes off on his own and there's two of them together and in both cases, they're still being filmed. And I'm like, who the fuck has the camera? And what are there multiple cameras? What's happening? Because it thought there was only one camera. And then they have a point where they the three of them get separated. And there, there's a camera on all of them. And that really annoyed the shit out of me as well. Because they didn't explain it or account for it. And then it's just like, okay, you've basically just... You might as well just drop the found footage at that point. The director really enjoyed uh, the Dutch angle. <laughs> with yeah. this with this with the found footage attention listeners we're about to spoil the ending you've been warned that last picture that last shot that blew me away i don't know maybe i'm easy to easy to entertain but that just blew me away what was the last shot it was a giant, rabid koala bear in the trees. Remember, they said the koala bear, the 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 this creature, is hunting <laughs> through the trees. Like that's did how I, it's getting from place to place. Did I miss this? Because I did not see the fucking koala bear. I I guess you did. Um, are you serious? Or are you just making I, this up? I am. I would not make it. Are you fucking kidding me? I wouldn't make up a koala bear. There was a giant koala bear in the trees. <laughs> yes, yes, there was. It was like oh, right when he. Oh my god! Right when the last person got killed, like the camera like went flying, and it like flew upwards, like towards the trees for like a brief second, and when it did that, it froze on a frame, 
and it was like a giant cocaine bear-esque uh, koala bear with blood-stained fangs, rage, claws. Yeah. Um, I guess pay really close. Was it like blink and you miss it? Because I was fucking paying attention and did not see this. It was, it was there. It was, I mean, when we say last picture, last picture, last frame, I mean, it really was like you blinked and the credits were there. Okay. It was the, it was, uh, it was about the length of one of its growls, (laughs) like maybe like half a second, one second. Oh my God. Maybe, maybe I would have like liked the movie more. Because I was like, because that's actually kind of fun. Yeah. Um, because because I thought he, I thought they were just doing this thing where they were like, like, okay, viewer, if you try to imagine what this is. Because the guy kept, like, he was talking to his girlfriend and he says, look, I know what it is, but um, I can't fucking tell you because you're going to think I'm crazy and yeah. you're never going to believe me. And he does the like, same thing where he's talking to the, like, the, um, the guide on the phone, the, like, help desk. He's like... She's like, what'd you see? And he's like, I can't, I really can't fucking tell you. And I was like, yeah. what the hell? And then I, and then, you know, he dies. Like, spoiler alert, I guess. Like, I think <laughs> that's found footage. Everyone always dies. Everybody um, dies. Um, And then, like, he died without ever saying what it was. And I was like, Jesus Christ, they're just going to, like, do this little wink, wink, nudge, nudge thing where they're like, I know what it is, but I'm not going to tell you. And you're never going to actually see the creature. I, I thought we never saw the creature. No, you did. Oh, well, that actually makes it a better movie. Well, I didn't, but that makes it a better movie in my mind because that's actually kind of fucking hilarious and and awesome. But um, yeah, that's the thing. Sometimes in found footage movies, the ending is what makes the whole movie good. Like Lake Mungo, the last frame of Lake Mungo makes the movie a masterpiece. I would have said, given the way I thought it ended, I would have been like, yeah, this is a no for me. I need to rewatch it though because, like, having missed, I guess, a crucial scene, I actually am inclined to say that it is worth watching. Um, but I guess you got to watch really fucking cl- closely towards the at the very end. I was curious because I was making references to the to the to Australia, and you you didn't seem to be picking up on it. And I was like, oh, I guess she didn't like the the koala bear. <laughs> Well, I don't, I want to watch it right now. I want to pause it and watch it because I don't know, like what, I don't even know what it looked like. So I'm like, it probably looked like shit, didn't it? It was definitely CGI. You know what it looked like? Um, The gingerbread men in uh, Krampus. But yet, without the icing and the, the happy faces. That's what it looked like. But it was 100% an insane, huge koala bear. Okay. You know what? We're going to, uh, I'm going to look up this movie and watch the last scene. Like right now? Yeah, right now. Oh, okay. Um, You're going to lose it. It's so funny. Because I need to know how I feel about it. Oh, I see. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that looks like shit. <laughs> yeah. Um it's it's the thought that counts. Well, because it's very like it has that like VHSE thing where it's like it's just a freeze frame on like yeah. a photo type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um and you can barely see it. And I think I just because the camera's like spinning at that point because he's like getting knocked out. 
Yeah. Because I saw this part. I saw where like the blood covers the camera lens. That was a neat effect. I liked that. Yeah, I thought that was okay. Like, but I just, I missed that fucking, like, that's kind of hilarious that, <laughs> honestly, I don't know how I feel about it. I'm really torn because on one hand, I'm like, that's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen. On the other hand, I'm like, it kind of makes me laugh and I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I don't know how I feel about the ending. I'm I'm torn, but it kind of makes me laugh, and it's kind of cute in relation to you know the scene we talked about earlier, where he's talking about you know how everything in Australia is trying to kill you. Um, I yeah, I you know this is a real time assessment, but I I think I I think I like it. On the other hand, I'm like, what a. <laughs> What a cheap way to end a film that is actually like pretty like well made and pretty intense and uh you know a little I don't know if it ever is like truly scary, although I do think being lost in the woods is in and of itself just terrifying. Her 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 uh uh soliloquy, whatever you want to call it, and his uh little monologue. There those two monologues I thought kind of really showed like sort of a, like more of a visceral intensity than just, oh, well, we're out in the woods. We're scared. We're lost. I, uh, I think it's the gem. Okay. I do. I think I'm, I'm like 50, 50 on this one, but certainly, certainly a refreshing, it, like if I compared it to VHS violence, I was like, holy shit, this oh, is a fucking yeah. masterpiece, you know? Like, and I watched them in that order. I watched VHS violence first and I was like, God damn it. And then I watched this one and I was like, I'm really glad I picked this because I couldn't have handled another shitty, like, you know, very micro budget, like hard to watch kind of thing. I would have been like really angry coming into this podcast. So I was, I wasn't angry at, at Barry Brook and I, uh, that's good and i'm glad we saw it it was one of those ones where i was like you know what yes. i'm glad i'm glad i had that experience um, me too um so i know that you i picked this theme as uh as a gift to you because i know that you love found footage so yes what are uh, try to be quick about it but what are two or three of the found footage films and maybe not the ones that like everybody knows but some that people maybe haven't seen that you think people should check out okay they're watching is also on mm -hmm. tubi i've seen that one um it's it's uh it no it it breaks a few of of my self-imposed found footage laws there is a record there, there are two recognizable actors in it so you got to kind of try to escape that and the ending, but once again, the ending is fucking epic. I had no I, I I could I didn't see it coming. It was just incredible. I have two words. Dark Phoenix. That's all I'm gonna say. And it's about witches. So it blew my mind. I highly recommend everybody watches that. Um Lake Mongo, which we mentioned. Um is just it's true it's it's gotta be it's so authentic it it's it amazes me um grave encounters is merciless brutal brutal scares uh, that was a 
was fun. I had a good time. I like, I'm enjoying discovering stuff that I would have never in a million years found on my own and watched without being prompted to watch. So it's kind of fun. I really do feel like I'm like on an adventure. I'm an, I'm an explorer on an adventure looking for buried treasure and that's kind of exciting. So I'm really looking forward to it. We're going to come back here in two weeks and um, it'll be your turn to pick a theme. And I think you already have your theme picked out. Do you want to tease what that's going to be? Mm, that's going to be insane asylums. So what was the, what was the conce- concession on VHS? Stinkers? It, yeah, two thumbs down. Okay. And for the other one, I'm like thumbs up and you're like a thumb flab- flipping in the air there somewhere. Between up and middle, I don't know. You're laughing again, aren't you? Oh, God, I am. Stephanie? What? Goodbye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye.